Hey everyone, I'm here to tell you about a show I co-produced called IntraQuest, but first, I have some exciting news. Wow, with your help, we reached 100% of our Forgive Me Indiegogo campaign goal. That means we are fully funded for season 3, 13 brand new episodes coming your way sooner than you might think. But we still have until the end of March to continue to raise funds. So we've announced some stretch goals that include crossovers with some amazing shows, a St. Patrick's Day special, and my potential favorite, an Arbor Day special. Why would we do that? Who knows? It'll be great fun. If you'd like to find out more about these goals or to help us hit them with your donations, go to roguedialogue.com slash support. That's roguedialogue.com slash support. Okay, now it's time to tell you about this new show. Interquest is a post-apocalyptic fantasy adventure series that follows the story of three adventurers, a smooth-talking leader, a big-hearted brute, and an analytical savant. They embark on a quest that could save the world and face a primordial evil that has the power to possess the mind and rules over a mental realm called the Intra. The show has amazing performances by talented video game voice actors, including the voices of Mercy, Sombra, and Farah from the game Overwatch, as well as nationally headlining stand-up comics who have appeared in plenty of TV shows. Today, I'm going to share with you the most recent episode called Crater Tales. I'm particularly proud of this episode because it is filled with voices you'll be familiar with from both Forgive Me and Windfall. Crystal Osborne, Derek Emerson Powell, Natasha White, Michael Larkin, myself, and even Julia Morizawa, who you may know from The Amelia Project or The Bright Sessions. I had an absolute blast working on it, and I know you're going to have a blast listening to it. There are six other episodes out already. After you listen to today's episode, go follow IntraQuest on your favorite podcast player. That's two words, Intra, I-N-T-R-A, Quest. Okay, enjoy this episode of IntraQuest. IntraQuest, created by Michael Freiberg. A production of iHeartRadio and Astra Media. Listen with headphones for 3D audio. I can't believe we recovered the satellite dish from the Molair. Ah. Even if it's broken in three pieces, we did it! There's no stopping us now! <laughs> How should we proceed from here? Head straight to the lighthouse drop-off point at the other end of the desert? Celebrate our accomplishment with a rousing night of adventure? Logo? Stop for moon pop. <gasps> Make sand bath, huh? Or do you wanna rest? All I want to do now is take it slow, find somewhere peaceful, and rest. Okay. Rest is a good option. <gasps> rest! <laughs> Serious Astrum, what part of take it slow and find somewhere peaceful to rest don't you understand? Should we follow him either? <sighs> Yeah, Logo. Come on. <laughs> Serious, I will hold you down and pull your eyelids shut if that's what it takes to get some rest around here. Rest! Ether, he's found a place. What, down there? Uh-huh. Interesting. I wouldn't have expected to come across such exotic topography in the desert, yet here we are. Standing at the brink of a massive crater. Do you think it's quiet at the bottom? Well, given the crater's convexity and desolate expanse, I suppose so, but... Great! Last one down to the crater's center cuddles with Sirius tonight. Wait for me! Set up camp here at the crater's base. Sirius, gather some stones off the ground and get a fire going for warmth. Yeah, now we're cooking. Logo, come join us. 
I don't know how you two can rest when we have yet to come up with a satisfactory explanation as to why the crater's here in the first place. Doesn't it strike you both as odd? Logo, tonight I'll leave the big questions for you and Sirius to worry about. Mentally, I am checking out. <sighs> Sirius, put that scrap metal down. You don't know where it's from or what it's doing here. Serious, no. And serious, no why hole here, too. You do? Drop it before you injure yourself. For all we know, it could be leftover shrapnel from who knows what. Uh-uh. This steel from Siphonos, blade of ancient warrior princess Flora. See? Still red from blood of enemies. That's called rust, serious. <sighs> and say you cut yourself and it gets infected. How are we supposed to get you help down here? Tell me about Flora. Ether, he's just making up a story. No, story true, from Cirrusian legend. Flora, most fearless warrior in all of land. Most men hide behind shield in battle. Flora fight with two blades and spin like storm. Oh, impressive. Mm-hmm. Flora, leader of great warrior tribe called Nomads. Tribe of first people. Here. Here is where they find desert paradise. Here, in Oasis. What? You think this was an oasis? Mm-hmm. Plants, food, water, all here. This hole we stand in filled with water. Serious, this barren crater could hardly be classified as an oasis. Mm-hmm. Oasis no more. Because most savage beasts known to world once live here. Oh yeah? What's that? Oculus. Oculus? From ancient warrior history. Oculus, one-eyed Cyclops. Size of ten men, strength of hundred. Nobody stand chance. He eat greatest warriors two at a time and wear bones as jewelry. His flesh no like us either. His body hard as rock. Sharpest blade snap like twig against skin. Even against Oculus' eye. Only weakness is soft spot on top of Oculus' head. Way out of mortal reach. And nomads, oh, they come here to Oculus' home in Oasis. <laughs> Another fine day, swimming in my sacred water. I drink to my belly's full. I bathe to my heart's content. I am a happy Cyclops. Oh, oh, Tommy Rumbles. Sounds like it's time for dinner. Let's see what's on the menu for tonight, hon. Ha 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 ha! Flora, we've journeyed too far in the desert. Our nomad people face thirst and starvation. Their spirits grow weak. Unless we turn back now, this will be the end of our tribe. Elder One, this isn't the end. This is only the beginning. Nomads, when you joined me on this expedition, I promised you drink till you're drenched, food till you're plump, and riches beyond your wildest dreams. Some of you lost faith along the way. But today, my promise is fulfilled. Just beyond these desert dunes lies our oasis. Behold! Paradise! Hear, hear! Flora has led us to the promised land. Raise your swords. Lift your shields. Nomad, three strikes of your shield to Flora's honor! Put away your swords and shields. There will be time for celebration later. Now come, our oasis awaits Flora, food has never been so filling. Water has never tasted so refreshing. And the riches. Gold has never shined so bright. My kin. Your delight fills me with joy. May we reap the spoils of our journey for now and all of eternity. Flora, it's not safe here. 
There are signs that lead me to believe we are unwelcome visitors in another's home. <laughs> this is one home I don't mind sharing. But not just anyone lives here. I'm afraid we may have stumbled into the home of a Cyclops. Elder One, you said before our people have roamed the desert for far too long. You were right. But there's enough here for all to prosper. Have you no respect for the hollowed law? Cyclopses are the most hostile beasts in all the lands. If the Cyclops doesn't see eye to eye, my blades will talk for me. You must listen. He can break a person in half with his hands. Our weapons cannot pierce his body. No mortal enemy has ever defeated a Cyclops in battle. <sighs> Nomads, be on high alert. Take cover where you can find it. Flora, what's going on? We're expecting company. Nomads! You heard her? Drop what you're doing and retreat behind the nearest boulder or tall tree. Hide! was a fine, tasty meal. If only it put up more of a fight, though. Poor thing. I nearly swallowed it whole. Ah, I can't wait to wash it down with some cold, refreshing water. Wait a minute. Someone's been in my garden. And they're still here. I am Oculus, ruler of these lands. Who dares enter my sacred zen? Come out, come out, wherever you are! Or I'll find you and eat you! I'll swallow you all! Laura, we cannot hide for long in these desert sands. If we divide into groups and make a run for it, at least some may escape with their lives. No! That's the coward's way. I'll speak to Oculus. You'll have to get his attention first. <laughs> that tickles! Who goes there? Oculus, I am Flora, warrior princess of the Nomads, conqueror of great beasts. Do I have your attention? Yes, you have it. And you have a broken blade as well. I lay my second blade on the ground. <sighs> a hollow gesture! May I approach? Approach, little one. My people have traveled a great distance across this desert. This land is rich and bountiful. We only ask for enough food and water to spend the night, and we'll be on our way before sunrise. You'll be lucky if I let you spend the night as fertilizer in my garden! Then I have one final proposal to offer. Please consider it carefully. We don't want to hurt you. You hurt me? <laughs> That's like a flea hurting a bear. Ah! Hmm. Though you do look a bit gamey. After I eat you, I wonder if you'll hurt me with a tummy ache! <laughs> Your folly amuses me. Come, Flea, I shall extend a hand. Step upon my palm, and I'll whisk you up level, so we may speak face to face. Oculus, you are big and strong. My nomad people, we are great warriors. But here before you, we plead as humble, please. I have laid down my blade on the desert floor and approached unarmed. Reconsider what I asked for, or we will be forced to end your life. You know your puny weapons cannot hurt me, unless you reach the spot at my tippy-tappy top. Then you and your friends will go squishy-squashy-squat! And need I tell you, no mortal has ever reached the soft spot atop a Cyclops. Very well. You leave us no other choice. Like fleas, we shall feast on your rotting carcass. Starting with...
far. Will you fight beside me once again? We fight together as one! Then today we earn our glory. Prepare for combat. Fighting positions! Ring formation! The round of fighting beast! Ready the tripwires to attack the beast's legs. I leave to take my place up front. Await my command to commence pendulum strike. Now, silence. Where are you? Where are you? Make your move. I will die on your flesh and drink the blood of every last one of you. First quadrant, now. have sand and I, like Oculus. And no consistency. Story true. Well, for one, tears are naturally saline, so while hypothetically the Nomad's tears could be the source of the world's salty oceans and seas, how do you account for the formation of fresh bodies of water? Yeah. And why would the Nomads leave so soon from an oasis they were trying so hard to find in the first place? How do you explain that? <sighs> Serious no care. Serious no in heart. Story true. I don't see how you can argue with that logic. Logic? What logic? It's missing every component of a sound logical argument. Uh, you know have better, Crater Story. Actually, I do. While you were carrying on about the Cyrusian legend, I noticed a marking on the southern perimeter. Follow me. Take a look at this. What is it? Shadow of animal in rock. Close. It's a fossil. I've never observed anything quite like it before, but it appears to be the imprint of a prehistoric creature degraded over time by weathering and erosion. What's strange is that it looks more like a stained outline than an impression, but I don't know what other than a fossil could result in this mark on the surface's exterior. Sirius never see animal like that before. Technically, few have. What do you mean? Well, the impression looks like an amalgamation of organic constructs, this can happen during diagenesis. Dia who? Diagenesis. The physical and chemical changes exhibited in rocks as a result of exposure to extreme temperatures and pressure. 
it can preserve an impression, but often distorts the figure. So what? Well, at first I wasn't sure what to make of this. It could be a combination of creatures, an ancient ancestor, or even the missing link between Sirius and modern man. But the more I thought about it, the more it became clear to me that the fossil source could only be one thing, the Contour Quaver. The what? The Contour Quaver. It lives deep below the surface and is unlike any other creature known to us. It has the head of a fawn, body of a person, and stands upright on goat-like hind legs, moving swiftly with the poise and grace of a ballerina. <laughs> Sounds like a hoax. <sighs> there are countless purported sightings and alleged accounts that support the existence of this majestic creature, though unfortunately none of the evidence is thus far verifiable, but that doesn't mean it's not true. Oh, serious like to meet Contour Quaver. No, you wouldn't. The Contour Quaver is a hideous beast. It has alien-like ruby-red slits for eyes, a serpent tongue that's always hissing and clicking as it scans for prey, and twin serrated antlers atop its head, the size of anvils they scrape against the cave ceiling as it walks. Six golden spike-like hooks line its back, and it has cloven hooves for feet. Oh, and did I mention the spiral mark on its forehead that glows crimson red in the dark? Logo, stop. You're scaring Sirius. The Contour Quaver's appearance is the last thing he should be afraid of. It's nothing compared to its voice. Voice? The Contour Quaver's voice is said to possess a magical quality. When it opens its mouth, those who hear its call fall under a trance-like state as they're hypnotized by its ballerina tippy-toe dance. <laughs> Hidden in the notes of its siren song are believed to be the truths to all the world's secrets. That's ridiculous. And I thought you said it lives underground. Why would it have been down here in this crater? It must have been uncovered during a mining expedition, which brings me to the only logical conclusion as to the crater's origin. This crater we're standing in is all that remains of an open pit mine. Mining what exactly? Desert diamonds? Sandstones? Black opal. And I'm afraid they dug too deep. The trail hit a snag again. Warman Stone's not going to be happy. What's going on down there, South Sector? Why'd the drill stop? Amber, Sapphire, Zuli. I don't bet you to stand around looking pretty at the bottom of a bed. Stone! The drill must have caught on something. Could be opals. Well, why didn't you say so? The blacker, the better. Get the digging! Sapphire, Lazuli, give me a hand here. Sure thing, Amber. Sapphire, got your pickaxe? Uh, already ahead of you, Captain. Uh, Amber, Lazuli, help me clear the debris. It's not opals. It's a hole. No. An entrance. Too bad. At least Foreman Stone can't say we didn't try. Yeah, no use fooling around here and getting ourselves hurt or in trouble. Ladies, we're not going anywhere. We've just hit pay dirt. Amber, slow down. We can't go in there. There's no telling how deep the hole goes or what's even down there. Exactly. The potential's unlimited. That's the best part. Come on! <laughs> Amber had to go down the hole. She just had to go down the hole. Hey, we might find something valuable down there. Besides, can't let Amber go alone. We know I'm going to regret this. Hey! Where three are you going? Get back here and get me those apples! Lazuli, got a match for my lantern? Here. One for yours and one for mine. At least I always travel prepared. <laughs> what was that? I, I heard something hiss. Eh, you're probably just imagining things. Whoa! Check this out! A cave painting. It must have been drawn ages ago by early man. 
Just think of the answers to life's greatest mysteries we'll find down here, untouched by modern hands, just waiting to be discovered. I've never seen such exquisite detail captured in painting before. You can make out the sheer awe on each person's face as they run towards that haven in the light. But, uh, what, what's that thing they're running from? Ugh, whatever it is, it sure is ugly. Looks deformed. Must be their own version of form and stone. The central tunnel branches off into discrete paths, like an underground labyrinth. You know, being down here violates all mining safety protocol, which are put into place to protect us from ending up in situations precisely like this. And we're breaking them voluntarily, of our own volition. We've just discovered an as-of-yet unknown underground world full of untold treasures, hidden knowledge, buried secrets, forgotten truths lost to time. Turn back if you want. I'm forging forward. Amber's right. This could be the find of a lifetime. Fine. At least, let's stay together. This way. I heard something. Lazily, quit complaining. Try to at least enjoy the adventure. But I, I wasn't saying anything. Sapphire? Uh, me neither. Then who is? The words seem to float through the air and rush past us like wind. Whoever's speaking must be up ahead. Shh! I've heard about this phenomenon before. Phantom whispers. Phantom whispers? They're fragments of words from conversations spoken hundreds of years ago by the ancients who dwelled here. The acoustics of these caves have preserved their sound as echoes, entrapping them in time. From the bottom of this cavern where they lived, slowly over the centuries, their words rise up through the tunnels to reach the surface. Similar to how light from stars that died millions of years ago is just reaching us now. And do you know what that means? That we're eavesdropping on ancient civilizations, and I'm pretty sure they wouldn't be happy about this. No. That as we descend deeper into the bowels, it's like we're traveling back in time itself. If we can puzzle together a full transmission, who knows what secrets of the universe will unravel? We have to keep going. We have to reach the source. into the abyss, you'll only lose yourself. She's right. You can have my share of the opals when we're done with the job. Please, let's just turn back. It's not about the opals. It was never about the opals. Don't you understand? We're at the precipice of all that is known and all that is hidden. 
The monumental truths that we stand to uncover will bring forth a new era of enlightenment and forever change the course of life as it stands. I have to go after it. Amber! Lazuli! Go to the surface and get help. I'll track down Amber. No way. Forget protocol. We'll find her together. Okay. Where'd she go? She could have disappeared down any one of these tunnels. From her. Unless we manage to clear a path in the rocks, Amber won't last the night on the other side of this cave -in. That's if she's even still alive. Uh, don't talk like that. We're not giving up on her. Hold on, Amber! We'll get you out. Even if it takes us all night, we won't stop until no stone is left unturned. Sapphire, help me clear some rocks. We have to create a passage for airflow. We're not meant to know. What do you mean? Some secrets of the universe are hidden on purpose and not for us to understand. I don't know. I don't intend to find out. Never mind your mockery. 
Now that we've come together in agreement as to why the crater is here, I suppose we can finally get some rest. Yeah, right. Your story has all the credibility of a conspiracy theory. It's full of holes bigger than the crater we're standing in. No such thing as Contour Cueva. Well, you'd believe me if you heard its call. But I understand it's hard for lesser minds to fathom abstract concepts such as forbidden knowledge. Fine. The mystery of the crater's origin will forever remain unsolved. Have it your way. Huh. I think I found what caused the crater. Or at least what's left of it. <laughs> Ether? That rock come from ground? It's probably black opal from the open pit mine. Ah. No, this is something entirely different. Well, let me take a look. Hmm. I suppose as rocks go, it's not uninteresting. It has a green glass-like appearance. Hard to say if it's igneous, sedimentary, or metamorphic. You don't come across a specimen like this every day, but I wouldn't say it's particularly special. Keep it as a souvenir. You're both wrong. And whatever made this crater, it wasn't monster or machine. It came from the night sky. <gasps> Joseph, my father, it's time. We must leave now. Our people look to you for guidance. What is the meaning of this ceremony? Blood magic? Father, you can't be. Tahar, my dear daughter, you should not have entered my tent unannounced. But the final plague, the plague of eternal night, has begun. It envelops our city, Kumat, in total darkness. I know. Then, Father, do you not hear the bells tolling for us? Listen to their chimes. They sound like the most heavenly music to my ears. Tahar, my daughter, I do not hear the music. But Farron rings the bells of freedom. He has promised to let our people go. Yes, yes, that is all very well. We shall finally be free from his tyranny and oppression. We must leave from Mount Solaris under cover of darkness to receive our Lord's commandments. Tahar, my dear child, you do not know Pharon like I do. He is a diabolical man. He murdered his own father for the throne. He slaughtered his own son in a fit of rage. Only a fool would believe Pharaoh will honor his promise to free our people. But Archon, Archon watches over us. Archon watches over us? Will our Lord watch over us as we wander the desert? As we scavenge the sand for scraps? Daughter, this is our land. Kumat is our home. When we are but not even 100 steps from here, Pharaoh will send his soldiers to hunt us down and slay us where we stand. Archon will protect us. Just as he set the plagues upon Kumat, he will deliver us to freedom and show us the way to salvation. When Pharaoh rains a hail of arrows across the sky, when he sends his hounds to smite us, when his stones of fire storm down upon us, how will Archon protect us then? Can we truly put our faith in that? Archon may have answered recent prayers, but where was he for the lost generations who lived and died as slaves under Pharaoh? How can you say such things? Because we must take our people's future into our own hands, forge our own path, fight fire with fire. <gasps> you do not mean such vile things, Father. I must return to our people. My daughter, just as there are powerful forces of good in this world, there are even greater forces of evil. Once you know that to be true, you will understand the choices that have been made tonight. Go now. I will join our people soon. But there is work to finish. Maloon, supreme being of the Infernal. Fallen kin of Arkham, I, Joseph, prime elder of the Arcanites, summon you. Please accept my offer. I ask of you, rain hellfire down on Kumat. Burn the city to the ground and turn its people to ash. Where Archon failed us with his restraint, show no mercy in your fury. In return, our people will worship you at your altar and pledge our souls to your 
Take his wrath as affirmation of your belief. No longer must we run from our homeland like refugees. From the ashes, we will rise again. Arcanites, by the grace of our Lord, we shall rebuild. Food will be plentiful, our defense is supreme, and we will create a land worthy to call our home. We start tonight, and we do it as free people. Father, I've received word that the rebuild has been progressing faster than planned. Archon's divine blessing must still be with us. That's good to hear, Tahar, but... The heads of the different rebuilds are expected to arrive with updates. Very well. But Tahar, for the good of my conscience, I must confess to you something from that night on the... Father, that must be Ganit, head of the harvest. She will have news to share. Yes, it will be good to hear from her. Tahar, Joseph. I bring with me great news. The seeds we sowed just last night have already grown into plants ten feet tall with crops ripe for a feast. It is truly a blessing from Archon. Father, that is tremendous! We shall have enough food to last us through the cold season. Yes, yes. Ganit, please have a seat. Tahar, wait outside. Of course, Father. These plants, their growth, it's unnatural. Surely, Jasper, how can that be? It is one of Archon's miracles. We gathered the soil from where the meteorite struck and planted our seeds in this divine dirt. You did what? Please, I understand you may be skeptical, so let me show you. In my bag, I've brought with me a gift, a cornucopia of our ripest crops. Won't you try some? Uh, thank you, uh, but I, I'm not hungry. Do the others outside the farm know about this? Of course, of course. We've already begun distributing the harvest among the villagers. And what's more, consuming these crops comes with a deeper blessing beyond just their nourishment. What is this you refer to? The music. The beautiful music. Don't you hear the heavenly sounds? I do not hear the music. You must go now. I must think. You'll hear the music, Joseph. You'll hear it. <laughs> Who is it? Father, the master blacksmith Gideon is here. Send him in. Ah, Joseph. What a fine day in Kumat. Indeed, Gideon. How goes the development of our weapon supply? It is blessed. Truly blessed. Our armory is nearly fully stocked. Truly? How so? Thanks to a new discovery. Black metal. Black metal? It has allowed us to make weapons that are indestructible. With it, we will conquer all threats to our people. That is impossible. <laughs> My reaction at first as well. But here, I bring you a present. <sighs> a saber worthy of a great leader. Black metal, where did you find it? We forged these swords out of iron that came from the meteorite itself. At first, the metal seemed so foreign to my hands. I didn't think I could craft it, but the more I worked with it, the closer I felt to Archon. 
This is an abomination. Dispose of every last blade made from it. Ah, but we've already armed all the soldiers. Thanks to Archon, our protection is now guaranteed. And what's more, working with this metal has shown me the hidden depths of its composition. Don't you hear the beautiful music? I do, I do not hear the music. Now out, I want you out. And take your infernal weapon with you. You'll hear it, Joseph. You'll hear it. <laughs> Tahar, send in the next visitor. Tahar? Tahar! Where have you gone? Have you seen Tahar? Has she come by the armory? Joseph, won't you join us in celebration? We've just sacrificed our firstborn children, as instructed by the music of Archon. <sighs> oh! But wait, Joseph! You'll hear it! You'll hear it! Gunit, you must help me. Have you seen Tahar at the farms? Josa, my friend. How good to see you again so soon. Gunit, what has happened to your limbs? They're nothing more than stumps. Who did this to you? Josa, no one did this to me. I did it to myself. You did this? Have you lost your mind? It's all part of Archon's master plan. We harvested the plants and ate and ate and ate, but it did not fill our stomachs one bit. But then we realized we were wrong for expecting nourishment from our harvest. For Archon blessed us at birth with perfectly tender limbs. So one by one, we devoured our own bodies, smiling and humming to our Lord's song. Don't you hear it? Won't you sing along? I... I do not hear the music. Please, please, Josa. Sing along, please. I must go. Sing, Josa. Sing. I must reach the site where the meteor fell, the place where this all began, and put an end to this evil at once. Dar! At last! Greater hole. But this fire! What is the meaning of this madness? My father, how blessed we are for you to join us in worship. With this infernal fire, we honor our Lord at the holy site where Archon set us free. Don't you hear the music? I hear it. I hear the music. Serious bad dreams. All right, you can sleep next to me tonight, Sirius. I'll keep you safe. Logo, you stand up until you solve the mystery behind the crater? Uh, actually, I was just thinking about how sleeping adjacent to someone can raise body heat as an effective safety measure against hypothermia. And it is chilly out tonight. <sighs> okay, come on, get in here. Maybe all our stories are wrong. Maybe bits and pieces of them are true. Or maybe the answer will come to us in our sleep. Who knows? And maybe that's how it's meant to be.
supposed to sleep with this? Interquest, created by Michael Freiberg, a production of iHeartRadio and Astro Media. Executive produced by Michael Freiberg and iHeartRadio. Co-produced by Adam Raimunda and Chelsea English. Sound supervisor and mix by Dennis Dembeck. Sound design by Dan Timmons. Music by Trey Toy and James Newberry. Performances by Matthew Broussard, Ether, Mike Leibovitz, Sirius, Mike Kaplan, Logo, Lucy Pohl, Umbra. Featuring Nick Nanny, Oculus, Crystal Osborne, Elder One, Carolina Ravasa, Flora, Masa Gibson, Warrior Leader, Shanta Gursharaman, Amber, Camille Theobald, Lazuli, Nina Tarr, Sapphire, Greg Stone, Foreman Stone, Dan Timmons, Hunter Cueva, Jen Cohn, Tahar, Tom Delgado, Josa, Julia Morizawa, Ganit, Paul Jackson, Gideon. Director and head writer, Michael Freiberg. Writers, Tom Delgado and Will Julian. Story editor, Chelsea English. Dialogue editor, Adam Raimunda. Foley, host read. Full cast and crew in the description. Find more podcasts from iHeartRadio on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Greetings, I'm Bernard. And I'm Magenta. You might know us from such hit podcasts as Madame Magenta, Sonus Mystica. Horror anthology Magenta Presents. Or season three of Mockery Manor. We're everywhere. And we're spreading faster than an STD in an old folks home, because now we have a brand new podcast. Wham! Wham! It's a fun acronym that stands for We Have a Movie. Oh, it's not just an acronym, Bernard. It's not? It's a chat podcast where we invent smash hit Hollywood movies based on popular toys. If you like the Barbie movie and you want to see similar treatments of your favourite childhood toys, I'll wager you'll like Wham! With episodes on Polly Pocket, Rubik's Cube, Game Boy, Strawberry Shortcake, Furby, Connect Four, and lots of other nostalgia bait. But it's not just for adults who still like toys. It's a podcast for anyone who loves Hollywood tropes and comedy. And quantum mechanics. And BDSM. Wham! has something for everyone, but is still specifically about movies. That's Wham! W-H-A-M. You know, like when Batman punches someone. Yes. Adam West. That Batman. Exactly. Not the Christopher Nolan one. No. Download it anywhere you listen to podcasts. That's what the world needs, another movie podcast. Was that clear? Maybe I shouldn't have mentioned quantum mechanics. Mm.